Welcome back to another Me and You Foo. I'm Cameron, or Cam, and this is Steve. So, huh? Steve. What? what? Steve, Steve, why are you on your phone? We're, we're, what are we doing? We're live streaming. We're podcasting. I'll be with you in a minute, dude. Are you really going to let this get in the way between what we're doing here? What are we doing? Okay. Wait, wait. Is it important? Very important. Can I post this it on my Instagram account? Okay. No, you can wait on that. You'll just okay, wait. Hold on, hold on. Just I'm Marco Poloing right now. Marco! Marco, Polo. Let me put this on my Facebook. Wait a minute. I have important things I'm doing on my phone. I don't have time for a broadcast right now. We're doing this right now? Yes, right now. This is our live stream line, Polo or... broadcast. Marco Polo, uh, what's it called? Podcast. Podcast. Live stream. Podcast. Oh, I have important things on my phone that I don't want the world to see. Okay, put your phone down real quick and let's just... Wait a minute. I'm calculating special things. Look, <laughs> it's a calculation. Can you see that? No. Flip it around. Here we go. <laughs> And now it's time for Me and You, Foo, a show discussing relevant topics with a Christian insight and using a lot of humor to convey each week's topic with your hosts, Steve and Cam. Okay. <laughs> kind of shaded. I'm not in a very good light. I need more light. I need glow. <laughs> We're probably better on podcast than we are on video. Yeah. People want to listen to us and not look at yeah. us. Look, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's called Me and You Foo with me and him, Stephen Cam. But it's also available on how many different platforms on podcast? We're, like we're a on, dozen? We're on, yeah, we're on a lot. We're on Apple Podcasts now, which is big and we're on boxcast or whatever Box, joy google uses. podcast we're on we're everywhere spotify we're on the major platform spotify for, yeah so, so if you don't like to look at our mugs and just want to hear our wonderful voices i've been told i have a good face for radio yeah <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> was that a compliment you think yeah yeah so oh, that, good, that was good. like a pat in the back and a stab good. in the back too good. Anyways, this is me and you, Food with Stephen Cam, and we have a topic of the week. Well, the bi-weekly, because we do this every other yes, week. We so do. what is our current topic of the week besides how good we look on video? So if you heard our little opening sketch there, we are going to be talking about technology. And technology, the- like see this wire here? Let's hook into our special microphone that makes us sound really good on the podcast. And then you're actually looking to me from a special camera that can like zoom in and zoom out and do cool things like watch. Oops, there we go. Look at that. Ooh, look at that zoom of our faces. Beautiful. <laughs> we can go zoom in even more there. Okay, look at that wonderful technology. There's that radio face. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go wide. Where does it just we go are auto wide. wide? Is that auto wide? No. I already did that. Okay. We are wide. Okay. See? Look at the right there. Anyways, so we use all kinds of technology for this. He's using a computer and a special microphone to record this for the podcast. He's using a podcast app. We're using a Mevo camera to record this with an iPad. He edits it later. We put it up on different platforms. We're using all kinds yeah. of technology. But the question was posed. Are we too dependent on technology? Which, if you heard or saw Steve in the beginning, he was... I don't ever leave my home without my phone. Exactly. It's my pacifier. Yeah. <laughs> 50 year old with a pacifier. need it. Yeah. <laughs> See... I actually have two different selfie sticks. 
a medium <laughs> range and a long range. I'm not kidding. Did you know there was actually a science, like not not a science, but like a study that came out that said what best angles there are for selfies, and they say the best is always up. Wasn't that didn't isn't that the definition of technology? The tech the, the application of science to business yes. and industry. The, the the definition of technology at its a lot of people they think technology according like, to Webster or according Wikipedia to or who dictionary. Okay, dictionary.com. Dictionary. The application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes, especially in industry. I love technology, by the way. I've been a I've been a techno geek since I was a little kid. With my very first Atari and my Pong game, and I even had an Apple IIe computer with a green screen. And my computer, in case you didn't know, back in the day, my computer had no hard drive. Oh, really? It had no. It had. It only had like 640k memory storage or whatever. Mm-hmm. I when I had to boot the computer up, I had to put a special floppy drive in there to, and it was big, big old floppy drives. called floppy because they were actually floppy. Put the floppy drive into the disk drive to boot the camera off a off a disk. Wow. And there was no graphics. It was all just a monochrome screen and you just typed into it. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And technology has advanced a lot quicker than or quicker I, than I, I have. Quicker, yeah. I'm still in yeah. junior high. I haven't advanced much. Podcasts have been out forever. And I'm still playing Atari. Still, yeah. <laughs> we just drew, drew him out of his office to come do this and he was playing. Hey, missile command. <laughs> I'm gonna kill that last asteroid. <laughs> See, was there when they first plugged in the very first Pac-Man That's right. tower? That's right. <laughs> I was there at the birth of the internet. I actually was. I I uh, bought domain names when they first became public. So I've been here some from the beginning. Is so, anyways, how, is that how you got the pastor at Yahoo? That's how I got rich. I mean, the pastor at Yahoo. Yes, I was. I got that before anybody knew what email and internet addresses would be. So I capitalized on it and bought the pastor at Yahoo. Email, well, it was free, but I, I registered it for myself. And then I, same thing with the domain. I took the pastoryahoo.com before anybody cared that Yahoo was going to be a household name. And now if you try and do it, you have to be like the pastor at Yahoo. One, two, three, seven, X, Y, Z, right? That's for that's two. That's <laughs> six, six. I wouldn't want to be that one. That's a... Anyways, so technology is good, mm-hmm. right? I mean, okay, look at look around this uh where to uh, main my my major office complex, my my pastor's office, my my real estate uh, mega office. We're we're at the complex where I where, where we work. We're in the break room right now. Yeah. This is the break room. We're at our dining room table. But anyways, <laughs> so look around the technology that we use here because some, we, you don't think of some things as tech because it's been there forever. Like electricity is yeah. tech. Well, actually, if you look at more into like what technology is, it's actually it can be considered like a book, a magazine, um, radio stuff like that. That wouldn't necessarily have wires and whatnot. Yeah, anything but that's it's not still... elementals, earth, wind, and fire. Anything yeah, we yeah. created <laughs> is technology. It's the help scientific. I have to go back to the definition. Right, you go back to the Bible days and uh, a wheel, iron, a wheel or iron mm-hmm. spears. These were technology. Right? Yes. And so, pretty much, once again, anything the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes, which is a huge umbrella, and it pretty much everything fits underneath it. Of course, we got to decide if our purposes are really practical or not. Yeah. I know, like, technology is good because we play chess through it, and it keeps us entertained. So I'm losing. I, I think- believe – so I, my position on technology is uh, – because I don't know – I don't think the Bible speaks directly to technology as good or bad in itself. 
but technology enhances our life in many ways. And, and, and humans have been advancing all the while. And God gave us that wisdom. I guess if you go way back into the Bible, you could say the first abuse of technology was probably, and it's a vague story, so you don't really know what happened there. But I would say it was the Tower of Babel. Mm -hmm. The Tower of Babel was when the advanced technology that they had at that time, and who knows what they had, but maybe because of, of when God created us, uh, there was less effects of the fall. So we lived longer and we were smarter and wiser. Who knows all the stories? But they became so wise. They were doing all kinds of scientific stuff and research and astrology. And they were trying to build a tower that would reach to the heavens, which probably doesn't mean they were really trying to climb to the stars. They were studying. But anyways, the point was it made them proud. Mm -hmm. The advanced wisdom and knowledge, and that's common today, right, in the scientific world. When you start to gain all this advanced wisdom and knowledge, you think you're too educated for God or for mm -hmm. religion. It made them proud, and they opposed God. Their technology became a replacement for God, and they relied on it more than God, and it made them think they were, quote, gods, and God had to come down and humble them, which he did. He tore the Babel, the tower down, and he scattered the people across the face of the earth and changed their languages and everything. And so that, I guess that's the first place where there was a, a abuse of technology be, because we use it as an idol or a crutch or something to replace our relationship with God. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, technology is good when it's used the right way, right? It, too much of anything that's good is bad. Yeah, if it takes over the other areas in mm -hmm. your life. Because all throughout time, a lot of the Christians have been conservative most of the time. And so anytime something new comes out, they're always against it. You know, mm -hmm. you go back in the day, you know, when radio first came out or television first came out or rock music first came out or the Internet first came out. And, of course, all those things are abused and used by Satan for bad things. But Christians are using them for amazing things. I was part of a group that is using technology. They're using a... Well, I've been part of a couple different groups, but one of them is uh, doing uh, online evangelism. And because all these people from all over the world that you would never be able to reach are visiting these websites and they have questions, but real people need to talk with them. And they would direct emails to me and I would begin conversations with people from all these foreign countries explaining to them the way of Christ and stuff. And so it's kind of like a virtual way to be an evangelist. I was part of another group where because of technology, they can make these little you know, little memory sticks that have the whole Bible on it in, in, in people's language. And they would go drop them off in these countries. And a lot of them were like solar powered. So you don't need anything. You just drop this off and a person can immediately play and hear the Bible in their own language. I mean, so technology can be used for amazing good things. Yeah, it definitely can. But on the flip side of that, there's always the bad side. You know, people, a lot now is cyberbullying, which I'm not going to go into the whole yeah, rah, rah, you know what they teach you at school. Yeah, don't whatnot. paste on my Facebook anything mean. Yeah, <laughs> pastor at Yahoo. Or the fact that the internet is used bad. I mean, they say 70% of internet traffic is used for really bad stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, and you know what I'm talking about, obviously. But 70% of internet traffic is bad stuff. So, But just because Satan uses people to corrupt things doesn't mean there's not an original good intent, right? Yeah. Everything that God made good... Satan has been trying to twist, whether it's the husband and wife relationship, marriage, family, love, God created sex. You know, all of this stuff is God, but it's been twisted and perverted by Satan and well, people that Satan uses. And so, so you have to be careful of it. I mean, that's another, I guess, big discussion I have when I work with youth is I, I have to remind the parents of the kids that the technology is outpacing the parents and the kids uh, have uh, the ability to destroy themselves mm -hmm. just out of their curiosity because the parents don't really know what's in the kid's hand. Most kids 
from junior high on have a phone and this is a supercomputer at the same time. Yeah. It's not just calling and texting. It's everything that, and so technology poses all kinds of challenges to a pastor or to a parent in how to protect young people from the abuse of this technology, because it opens up all kinds of doors that normally, you know what I'm saying? Normally discussions and thoughts and images and things that you wouldn't see till you were in your twenties or thirties before you're, you're, you're getting in fifth, sixth, seventh mm-hmm. grade now. And the kids are too young to process that. And, and the parents don't even know how to safeguard it because yeah. they don't understand the technology. Right. Yeah. I know like a lot of the stuff I learned, um, was it ended up being towards when I started doing like running start, which is a couple of years ago. It was when I went to that college setting is where I really learned the stuff that I didn't really care to know about, but I still learned about. And then I have, you know, you listen younger, to kids, younger kids, kids in yeah, and, and they're and, just, they, and they know don't everything. Have, and and they it's don't like, it, I, just, I was today years old when I found that <laughs> out and they're just like, blah, 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 talking about it. And it's like, how do people, they're so exposed to all this and there's no, so should we, should we become a disconnected society? Should we go should we go live out in the uh, foreign desert somewhere where we have no water or power and we live off the land and we have no internet? And, I mean, I, I guess Jesus said we're to be in the world and not of the mm-hmm. world. So we're not. I don't think the answer is to is to try to escape everything and go live in some commune disconnected from the world because God has called us to be the light to the world. But it also says in Scripture to be innocent as doves but to also be wise as serpents. That means if we live in the world and we're using the technology, I, 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 another term that they talk about, in fact, I think one of my buddies was just talking about this. He told me a book about it. They call it Babylon. Okay. Cause it's, it's, it's the symbolism of when the Jews in the old Testament uh, went on exile and they were in Babylon for, I think 70 years. And it was a very advanced society. And the question was, how do you live in Babylon, but not become a Babylonian? You know, mm-hmm. how do you, engage in using all these advancements in technology, but not let the worldliness of it suck you in to where it replaces your relationship with Christ, where we still maintain our unique identity as Christians. That's why I said, I love the, the creative Christian groups that are doing things like online internet evangelism or putting the Bible in someone's language on a flash stick and dropping up, you know, flying over and dropping all these Bibles to people that couldn't never get the Bible. And, and it, plays in their language, you know, and there's all kinds of unique ways to do that. So technology is good, but we have to find the balance of living in Babylon and not becoming a Babylonian. Does that make sense? Yes. It's very, very important. And I know like in our church, we use a lot of technology. Um, yeah. If the internet goes down, we just cancel church. Yeah. It's, it's over. It's <laughs> so over. It's I'm over. not preaching to the <laughs> ones that are here. If it's not getting out to the internet, we're done. I don't nope. have nothing to say. <laughs> She won't even wake up. He'll just stay in bed. <laughs> but I know, like, for me, at our church, we have – I have an electric drum set, which is totally, like, out of the ordinary, right? Because it's all electric. I mean, there's nothing acoustic about it. You unplug it, and it just sounds like somebody's hitting a rubber tire or something. But the right? cool thing about your electronic drum set is is it's very programmable. So it, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like a, a acoustic drum set that makes only a certain sound yes. and it has a certain volume. You're able to tone it down for a regular church or amp it up for youth church or whatever or change the sounds on it. I'm able to change certain symbols. And it takes up way less space. And so, you know. And it's more mobile. I mean, I can fit the whole thing in the back of my Suburban and just go wherever I need to. Wasn't it you the other day that were on your phone doing the uh, 
uh, garage band sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, guess yeah, if you yeah. had to, you could use that if you really had to. If I had to. That would be hard, though, just sitting there on a stool with my phone. Just <laughs> There's Not that I ever watch YouTube videos, but there are some YouTube videos of people that are do that. Bands that get together and they play just off the iPhone, well, all the different have instruments. Have you seen the, like, the square pad-looking things? They have a whole bunch of buttons and that people, they cool. go... Can you imagine if you could memorize all those different pads? And you, could and like, you can you change them just like... Yeah. It is, they just go crazy on it. It's like... But yeah, we use technology in our on our for worship for sure, mm -hmm. and for our broadcasting, for preaching, and our microphones and our light. Now we even have for like laser lights that. for youth group yeah. and a projector, and we use an uh, we use an iPad and Apple TV to project our lyrics and or to project my sermon notes. Mm -hmm. Pretty advanced stuff. Which is why I didn't tell anyone this when I get up there and do my messages. Is I use the actual Bible just to keep it there right to say okay look there's a physical bible here even though that is considered technology it's True. there parchment it's yeah leather it's it's considered <laughs> i use it just because it's there right if it's on my phone it looks very i don't know i don't know how to describe but, it like but do you do most of your study for your teaching on a paper bible or do you use no it computer? is all it's all on my ipad computer phone right. because like if you want to know like I'll just be, I'll just be straight up. Like I'll look at my phone right now here. Okay. Cause I, everything on my computer is also on my phone, but when I'm, I use one note to keep all my notes in line and activities and outlines. But for Bible, I use the blue letter Bible app or the ESV Bible. Same I also use here. Bible memory for my scripture memory work. Same here. And what the cool thing about it is the blue letter Bible, not only does it have like 30 different translations of the Bible, but it has all kinds of really good commentaries. It has the Greek and mm. English. It has, um, all the reference tools you need, Bible dictionaries. And so when I grew up, my dad was a pastor and he had a office with a huge bookshelf. Uh, and basically every book that was on that bookshelf is now available for free yeah. in this Blue Letter Bible app, all the reference material that you would need. And so I really appreciate that because it really has uh, made me way more efficient because I speak three times a week, you know, yeah. so it makes me way more efficient in when I'm speaking. And it's also, you can pull it up, right? I think one of the best things about that is if like your brain's not connecting on something that you need to- really Never learn. happens to me. It happens to him. It happens to me all the time. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still a baby, baby, a baby wipe it. I'm still a baby wipe it. Wipe it stands for Y-P-I-T, youth pastor in training. I'm still learning how to wipe. <laughs> Let's call it a yip it. It's way better sounding. Wipe it. No, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, and so it's easier for me- because I work at a coffee shop, right? You know. And a lot of people will come in and they always – when they see me in a nice tie, they think automatically I'm like one of the missionaries that like walk around. And I'm like, no, I just want to dress nice for more tips. And it happens. It does. <laughs> I'm greedy. I'm, I'm greedy. I'm greedy. Yes. Hey, you hey, set the rules. I'll efficient. play the game. If you're going to be at work anyways, yeah. you might as well make the most <laughs> yeah. you can, right? And so they'll come in and they'll like start asking religious questions. Um. And so it's nice to have the Bible app to just. It's pull nice it up. to be able to. I can say, "Oh, let me look through the Bible," which I am looking through the Bible. It's just I'm going to the search bar and typing in because I can think of stuff like um, the yeah, other day. That's we a were, true statement. I have to say that 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 if I'm in a hurry and I need just to find something that I have a vague thought about, mm -hmm. Google search is way better at finding Bible verses oh, than any of the Bible apps. Oh, yeah. it just boom, it knows and what, like, knows what you're thinking. Is, and the thing is, like the other day, because we Big were, Brother is watching you. Yeah, always. <laughs> I was looking through, 
was trying to think of the um, reference for when Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, because we were talking about that. And I was like, well, I know what he says, but I need to know the reference. And I looked it up. That was a few days ago. If I'm, if I'm right, it's in Matthew. It's in the Gospel somewhere because he says it. It's in Matthew. I'm, I'm positive it's in Matthew. It might be in the other Gospels, though, too. It might be more. Yeah, there, yeah there's multiple times he says, yeah. get behind me. Yeah. Because Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the same stories told by different people. Yeah. It's the same Gospel. That's why they're called the Synoptic Gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke tell the same story from three different perspectives. John is... Tells the gospel of Jesus Christ too, but it's written later and more reflective. So most of your stories that are duplicated are in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's not that they're three different stories. It's just the same story told by three different people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you'll find the same thing in multiple places. Yeah, it, but it, does, it is said multiple times over and over. But the one where he said, get behind me, saying, because there's other times where he's just like, get behind me, get go away from me, you know. But when he says, get behind me, saying, there's a certain reference they were talking, the people I was talking to, and couldn't think of the reference i knew what it was i knew it was jesus was saying hey i'm gonna end up dying right don't try and, and stop me don't try and stop me and then peter was like whoa whoa, whoa. you can't you you can't do that and he's like get behind me saying you're relying on the you're not relying on god you're relying on man for this right. and so we got into the topic so about, did you find that from the bible app itself or just from like a google search from a google search yeah and then and then i went into the bible app and read that passage from there because it only had the reference, and now it's like, okay, I'll just pull it up. And so, super good. So, technology is great in so many ways. I guess, because my wife was talking about this the other day, is the one thing that's sad is they've taken pictures of like people that are together in groups, family get togethers and stuff. In the old days, everybody was sitting around, talking, interacting, playing a board game or whatever. And now they show, they show, one of the sadder pictures is they show this big group of family and everybody's on their device except like the grandma or the grandpa. And they're just kind of sitting there all sad looking, you know, as yeah. all the children, and the grandchildren are, are so entertained by some device. And that's where I think that if you're asking about what are the dangers of technology, it's just, um, does it take us away from real life? Does it take away from interacting? And, and of course this is a spiritual podcast, right? We're Christians and this is our channel. So, it's not just that it takes me away from IRL, from interacting with you in yeah. real life, but as, as much more efficient as it makes me in studying the Word of God, does all the other entertainment technologies, the, the Facebook and the Instagram and the YouTube and the Netflix and all that stuff, does that distract me from spending quality time with God and the devotional time yes. with Him, right? Are we losing our touch with humans and with God because it's so easy to interact with a device because the device yeah. never makes you mad. And if it does, you just switch to another app. Yeah. You know, if all of a sudden you're losing in your chess game, yeah. you switch to a different <laughs> and game. I know right? I am. And I know. Yeah. That. yeah. So it, that's, that's probably the most dangerous abuse of, of the current technology. Obviously, like we said, the wheel is technology. A book is technology. Paper is yes. technology. But the current technology that's so engaging, the, the artificial intelligence, the AI, the computer world, is so engaging, it's so mm-hmm. graphical and so entertaining that um, it can draw you away from relationship with people because people take work. Yes. Right? Relationship with God is hard because God's invisible and you have to have to focus on who he is and talking to him and having faith in him. And so it's just easier to just, you know, flip up a YouTube video and watch or something and be entertained. So I think I think that's where the crossover would be. If we were doing a, a sub-lesson from today, it would be how technology is tied to entertainment and how all of a sudden we become a entertain me society where everything's about entertain me. 
which goes into the reason, like, I, I mean, you could go really far, but yeah, why students have no attention span in school was, or yep, people in yep. church or, you know, everything has to be summarized. You know, if I, if I put something out on the Internet and it's more than five minutes, yeah. most people aren't going to watch it. It's too long, you know? That's why we're trying to stick to thirty minutes yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. keep it a, keep it a Netflix <laughs> yeah. show or shorter, right? Yeah. It's like who's going to pay attention to anything beyond that? No one. Um, I was just going to hit on that topic too. Is the attention span? It's so small nowadays that they can't. Like I've never done vines, but how long is a vine supposed to be? It's capped out at like eight seconds or yeah. something. Vines and memes and all these little quickie little videos, and people are trying to that are quick entertainment. Make which... a statement and like. 10 seconds or less. And, and, a, and the thing is, after you watch it. Of course, you can solve it, a whole Rubik's Cube in less than 10 seconds if you're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking but that's of just, you're not solving. You're just going through routines yeah. at that point. But like the eight second spans, it's as soon as you're done with it, you just completely forget it. It's true. Which is kind of interesting. You would think after seeing it, only something so small, you'd be able to retain that information. But it but just takes out. It's that consumerism. Mm -hmm. Entertain me. Entertain me. What's next? What's next? What's next? I can't wait. I don't want to watch an ad. Give me something new. Yeah. Give me something different. And I fall into that because I've been technology driven and I'm always looking for what's quicker and faster and more efficient. And, you know, I mean, that's crazy. I heard a story one time from our old pastor, not you. He was a different pastor, Steve, actually, down at Calvary Chapel. Tri Cities, if hit him and what up. What did he say? <laughs> and he said, every time that, like, he's trying to pray and talk to God, Satan's always nagging on the back of his head. Oh, you got to do this. Distract oh, you got to do, oh, do this, right? And what he said, he said, finally, I got sick of it. So what I did was, I got a notepad and I started writing everything down that Satan was telling me to do. And at the end, I was like, thank you, Satan, for my to-do job, my to-do list for today. Yeah. And I just thought that was so smart because... Just hit it straight on, huh? Yeah, it's Satan's helping you at that point, right? Usually he's opposing you, but that instance he's helping you. And mm -hmm. so Yeah, that's true. Pam talks about uh um, what does she call them? There's a name for it. Uh prayer targets. Then when you're being tempted, you put down prayer targets and you take the offensive. If Satan's trying to get you to do something wrong, you quote scripture that tells you the opposite, and then you write down targets of people you're gonna pray for or talk to, or you just take the aggressive on that, right? You capitalize on the situation. And take the offensive instead of defensive. Because the last thing I want is everybody just to feel like we're these defensive Christians and technology yeah. overwhelming us. And we're trying to stay in our little bubble. We can, we can, we can be, yeah, we can be on the offensive. We can use these. Right? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The main thing, I guess, about our topic here is just though technology is good. Uh, someone used a term the other day. We don't want to make it a functional idol. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand what they meant by that. But as I thought about it more, a functional idol is like, okay, something that something in your life that replaces God. So, and let's, let's change God for good. So something that could be good in your life, but you use some type of object or some type of technology to replace it because it's easier. So rather mm -hmm. than deal with the person, you deal with technology rather than pray to God, you spend time in entertainment. It's anything that you're using. That's replacing what God has ordained for you to do. He wants you to interact with your spouse and your children and your friends. He wants you to communicate with him on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And a functional idol is the things that we take that replace that. And so you read the Bible and people worshiped gold and silver and stones and made statues. And we think, what a bunch of idiots. Well, here we go. Yeah. You know, it's we have our own functional. Made out of right silver. Here. I mean, right? yeah. aluminum. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we have the same and we just got to make sure it's not replacing the good that I want to use technology to enhance who I am and what I do, not replace what I should be doing. 
That's a good one line. We should That's write a, that yeah. one down. <laughs> good <laughs> notes from Type Pastor it out. Steve. Type it out on your phone. Me and you, foo. He's not such a foo yeah, after yeah. all. <laughs> well, clearly he's not the foo. I think Cameron is. <laughs> no, we don't say that. We, we don't know. We don't even know, know what FOO stands for. It could be an acronym for something <laughs> really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't 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 I'm looking at you. You're, you're the ones who can think of it quick, so... Alrighty. Well, another good episode of Me and You Foo. We'll be back in two weeks, and we plan on trying to get a guest in this next time. Yes, we're going to start. Pam, do you want to be a guest on our show in two weeks? Or guest right now. This is okay. This is a precursor. Or <laughs> oh well, hello. This is <laughs> yeah. this is. So this is for the next one. This is our. This is our. Not me and you, Foo. This is me and <laughs> Pam Spam. What's up, Pam Spam? I was inspired by your uh, technology. Did you? Uh, you always have something. To She's add our to. one. She's here because live audience member. She has something. <laughs> live okay, you have two minutes. Yeah. We have okay. to be done within a half hour. For Go. technology, something that the Look Lord there at the camera. Yeah. Something that the Lord put in my heart about technology was like, okay, give me a practical takeaway. How can I practically do a takeaway from everything that I've just heard? Right. So um, for me, when I need to start putting technology in balance with my relationship with the Lord, I say, hey. Can I do my devotion time with the Lord before I'm on a screen every day and make that a goal? So you prioritize IRL with God over yeah. the other things. Yeah. So, and it's really hard. It's a challenge and a struggle. So that's my challenge for you is try it out. Starting at about 6 a.m., her phone starts dinging, Marco, Apollo. So that's a super <laughs> cool challenge to try. And it'll put in perspective. You'll know right away if you have a problem or not. If you say no screen, no looking at my phone until I've had some encountering time with a live Jesus. And, and and if it's a challenge, you'll know you have a trouble. Hey. So there it is. There That's, it is. She's no food. There it is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All you new food. Yo's food. With Steve and Cam. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>